Hi, I'm Lubin Cromdell. It goes without saying that I love partying and meeting new people. And, like most adventurers, I also have the good fortune of perfect health. But for the sake of those of us who are more vulnerable to COVID-19, I'm committing to social distancing as much as possible until this crisis has passed. I hope you'll join me and become my pen pal in the meantime. Just, you know, please don't lick the envelope. Thanks. Hey, this is Nick, the player for Leuven Cromdell. During these troubled times, we here at D&D Raw are keenly aware of the importance of entertainment media to help all of us get through. It is in this spirit that we're expanding the Nebersol network to include sending spells through electronic mail. Would you like to write a letter to Leuven? Well, now you can. Please address your letter to dm at dndraw.com, and Tony will make sure your message gets where it needs to go. Thank you. If you enjoy the adventures of our characters in Ostia and our show about the rules for 5th edition, support us on Patreon. For just $1 a month, you will get exclusive content and updates. If you're interested in a look behind the curtain of how we keep track of all of our quests, we are going to be releasing our players' to-do list document for each session to all patrons going forward. This includes our plans for which characters need to have a heart-to-heart, what letters are they writing to family at home, and which NPCs can't be trusted. Beyond that, Higher tiers get DM's notes, bloopers from our episodes, and to add an item or NPC to a D&D Raw episode. We are especially grateful to our producer tier patrons who listen to our audio before anyone else to give feedback and shape the final episode. We want to give a special thanks to Johnny Torres for serving as a producer on this episode. Support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash dndraw. Next week will be Serviceable Plots, episode 41. Join us now for Rumble Squad, episode 31, Need the Sparkle Rock. With me today are the following players. Hi, I'm Chris, and I will be playing Oric Fireforge, the Hill Dwarf Forge Cleric. Hi, I'm Nick, and I will be playing Leuven Cromdell, the Half-Elf Alchemist Artificer. Hey, I'm Rachel, and I will be playing Elaine Fox, the Human Druid Barbarian. Last time, the party had the chance to speak with the Ancestral Hearts and prove their worth to this dual guardian by showing their combat prowess. After defeating their opponents, Rumble Squad was invited to a feast with the Nightmare Skull Clan and were given a place to rest while in town. The group meditated, prayed, and in general, mentally prepared themselves for the coming challenge that was the land of the champion when they were summoned to join the festivities. You... Exit out of your little room, go through a small hallway, and uh, go back through the circular room with the windows that only face the front of the main throne room slash reception hall area of this uh, larger building. Uh, You exit out into the main town itself, going through the small thatched cottages. Uh, You arrive at a larger central area where you notice several, like, tables are set up uh, and around dozens and dozens and dozens and dozens of orcs. But you notice on all of the tables are piles of various meats and a little bit of corn and wheat and various smaller amounts of veggies, but mostly meats. Lots of meats just piled up high all around the tables. You notice uh, there is a larger table uh, kind of furthest from you guys 
where you do see the ancestral hearts are seated on more elaborate chairs than everyone else, uh, but they seem to be conversing silently with a couple other works that are there. Are we shown to a specific table or just shown to the area? You are shown to the area. Does there appear to be a specific table for us or is there like everybody just sitting already? Most people are sitting already. A lot of people are going to find seats. It looks like they're just grabbing stools. And as soon as people start to sit down, they start to grab food. All right. Do I see Glasha? Takes you a, a moment or two, but you do find her. I'm going to walk over to her and just like extend a hand and say, Glasha, it's been a little bit. Ah, Elaine, it is good to see you again. Please sit. Enjoy the food as she like tears off a hunk of meat and like plops it onto her own plate. I'll flag, you know, Oric and Leuven if they didn't follow. Yeah, I would, I would definitely follow to say hi to Glasha. Sure. By the way, everyone here is wearing either hide leather or studded leather armor. They all are have weapons. Like, there's just a sense of confidence and ease, but they're all well-armed. <laughs> Every last one. You do also see orc children running around, too. Oh, orklings. Yes. As we're walking through all, all this, all these festivities and everyone being all merry and relaxed, uh, could I try and just get a sense of what physical customs like are good for greetings? Because we got the Scythian down now. I mean, it, looking around, most of the people here, it's very, it's a very masculine, broish type of atmosphere for most people, because it's all about physical capabilities and strength, and they kind of show that like. There's even the intense, like, bro high-five where you clasp hands and, like, the thumb interlock and stuff like that. Okay. So, it would be hard to upset um, boundaries with contact. So, I would sit down and start grabbing some meat. There's big kegs of ale, by the way, scattered about. Oh, definitely get some ale. Oh, yes. Two mugs in each hand and offer them to you guys or to Glasha or to, if nobody takes them, you know, to other orcs, just, like... If you hand one to Glasha, she'll, like, take her mug that's already on the table, chug the rest of it down, and then slam it on the ground before taking the next one. Yes! This is going to be a great night, guys. <laughs> I will partake of one mug of ale, Tony. It's really strong. Orc is going to imitate what Glasha did. Okay. So you're going to chug and slam it? Yes. Roll a con save with advantage. Are you chugging as well, Elaine? Yeah. I'm gonna. It's a bad idea, but I'm going to chug as well. Eleven? 19. Elaine chugs it with no issue, just straight down. It is strong, which catches you off guard, Auric, as you haven't had, like, really strong ale in a while, but you're able to chug it down. You're just like, oh, <laughs> it kind of catches in your throat a little bit. Oh, finally, something to live up to my dwarven potential. You get a big smack on the back by one of the other orcs who just, like, passes you another mug as you, like, are choking initially on the first one, who continues to move on. I'm a uh, primal savagery, my claws, and tear off a hunk of meat with it. Let's see how good it is. Go ahead and make an attack roll. Against meat. <laughs> <laughs> Very um, low AC. It's a 23. Yeah, you sit next to Glasha and you guys grab a, a leg of the lamp and just slice through. And it's one of the cleanest cuts you've ever made using this ability as it just, like, plops this huge hunk of leg on your plate. Yes. Also, the edge where you slice looks a little extra cooked. It's got some nice char on some it. Some nice corrosive damage. 
pick it up and start nomming on it. <laughs> so you are enjoying a big hunk of lamb. What are Leuven and Orc doing at this point? Yeah, like a nice hunk of meat and then obviously more ale. I will be doing my best to keep up with the other orcs and show them my prowess of drinking. Okay. Are you chugging or are you just like trying to keep up in general? I I would be, if they're chugging, I'm chugging. It would be mimicking what they're doing. Go ahead and do another constitution save with advantage. I got a 14. Oryx starts off after that first chug, like taking big gulps of, as he notices a lot of the other orcs around are just big swigs and putting it down and occasionally anytime they finish a mug they slam it on the ground and then go look for another mug. So wasteful. They're mostly wooden mugs so it seems like it's real cheap to make and some of them do break others don't. There's just like a <laughs> hut full all the way floor to ceiling with wooden mugs. There's a bunch that are like kind of partially buried in the dirt with how hard they threw them. Overall you're keeping most of your wits about you, but like as the night continues on, you're starting to slow your pace a bit without meaning to, but you're forgetting when you la- like how long it's been since you drank to try and keep up and get distracted a little bit. Uh, Lubin, what are you up to? This corn is perfectly in season right now. Love it. Put some of that on my plate, some cobs, and I, I try and, you know, confidently reach across for meat, but I also acknowledge that I'm not as strong as basically anyone else at the table. So I do look for a weak point, like somewhere else that's already been kind of partially torn <laughs> off by someone else's show of brute force. So that I'm clearly ripping some a respectable chunk of meat, putting it on my plate, but where I'm not going to go like, eh. And fail. Yes. So you happen to see like there's some leftover like lower ribs from one of the, the the hunks of meat that's on the table. It looks like they're still like maybe just barely hanging on to the overall chunk of meat. As you noticed, someone earlier had literally just like torn a big hunk out and that's what remained. You do notice like every once in a while, a couple of orcs kind of get up and start shoving each other and then get into a brief like brawl or wrestling match. But like the people will watch for a moment and then just like once one of them either gets pinned or downed, there's just like a general cheer like, yeah, and they and they help each other up. It doesn't seem like it's like actually hostile. It's just drunken brawl for a moment. And then like, yeah, I'm stronger. And then they go back to eating. So it's not a stool smashing bar fight kind of thing. You see some points where that might get a little bit close, but every once in a while you'll hear like a general cough or just like there seems something shift and then a look goes over to the ancestral hearts who seem to be watching to maintain a semblance of order. They allow rowdiness to a degree. Are there any off to the side tables where there's any kind of like games going on, like arm wrestling or dice or cards or anything like that? Or is it all- It's all on the table. Just like shove a a lamb aside and go. (laughs) Oh yeah. Uh, Once or twice you notice two orcs like go to, to arm wrestle and one of them actually like smacks the arm into the lamb. And then they forget that they were arm wrestling and just eat the food that's there. Okay. Occasionally, you guys notice, like, a warg walking through, and some of the orcs will, like, rip out a leg of lamb off and toss it at the warg, which is almost like a pet. Can I also toss a chunk of lamb at a warg if it walks by? Go ahead and roll animal handling. 22. So you, you're watching it, and you notice, like, one warg that looks particularly, like, hopeful and hungry kind of wandering about. It seems to notice you as you hold up this leg of lamb. You hurl it and in the middle of the air it just snatches out the air and like meat and and all that just goes flying across the ground and just then drops and just like starts to chow down on this thing. Cool. 
I, I try to do a friendly gesture in line with kind of what people have been doing and you know just kind of pat Glasha on the shoulder twice like that kind of Glasha hey roll a strength check for me that is a 10 you pat her on the back she kind of lifts her head up and looks over the wrong shoulder for a minute and oh Leuven sorry I thought that that was a brief uh anyways um yes you know, I owe you a thank you, and I've never gotten a chance to say it. Thank you? For what? You've um, made me realize some stuff lately. I grew up surrounded by elves, half-elves, a few humans, and I've never really been somewhere before where I'm just surrounded by someone where it's not all people all just like me, getting to know a variety of people. I've never had to put up with, you know, stuff like being called half-breed or whatever, which, you know, uh, or but then the reverse, too, is... I've learned some things probably incorrectly about orc culture. Like, this is actually a lot like home, this place. Your people go and have fights while at home and train and try to prove their true warrior spirit? It doesn't seem likely considering your very scrawny arms. Well, not so much that part, no. Uh. But we farm, we have livestock, uh, we have big feasts where we all gather and and, and talk and, and there is drinking. Do you tell the stories of how you killed your your meats? How you conquered the land to obtain them? There was that one time with that rabid boar that one of our hunters uh, always tells every time. It gets a little more exaggerated every time, but you know, there's a kernel of truth, and I hold up a kernel of corn as I say it, to every story. Yes, kernel of truth. No, we, we show the displays of our strength by the size, and she gestures at the remains of, you know, what was a lamb, now is just mostly bone, because everyone's picked it clean, of the size of our achievements or our hunting efforts. You all are a lot of fun. If you ever get the chance to come visit uh, my home, I think I think you'd have fun with us, too. You realize I call you half-breed because I usually fight half-breeds, or full-breeds of elves. We are warrior people. We prove our might. If we were to come to your home, it's not to just say hi. Why not? Why can't you be a warrior and meet new people? Can your people prove their strength against the Nightmare Skull Clan? Can they match us in battle and prove that they are worth being there? Those of us who choose an adventuring life, sure. I don't see why not. But of your whole town, it is your clan would be against my clan. I we can Oracle just chime up in the background and then go back to drinking. <laughs> <laughs> Not necessarily, but you know, there's always a middle ground between two perspectives. That's what I'm trying to find. I set out adventuring, think that would automatically make me more, I don't know, worldly or something, but it's like my mom always said, you get out what you put in. My mother always told me, beat up the person who thinks you are weak. Show them wrong. Yeah! You do not think how the other person thinks. You show them that you are right. Your strength shows them. There is a time and a place for that. And I'll try and do a fist bump. Roll strength. That's a 10. Your hand hurts. Nothing breaks. It's not bad. But when you go to fist bump her, like, usually, you know, you fist bump and meet in the middle and kind of like bounce off each other. You fist bump and your hand definitely goes back further than her hand does. Definitely some bruising in the morning. So can we tell about how much longer this feasting is going to go on? Does Because you said some of it's starting to be like empty on the table. 
Yeah, some of the food's starting to go. It seems some of the orcs are getting up. A couple of them are, are getting up and wandering about. A couple of them you see, like, doing, like, little mumbling some chants in orcish. Um, you get the sense of just, like, general, like, hyping of the Nightmare Skull clan, because you do hear Nightmare Skull occasionally. What are the ancestral hearts doing? Are they, like, drinking and eating? So as they're talking, they're drinking a bit, they're enjoying the food. They're not as rowdy as everybody else. You see definitely uh, Urzel is drinking more heavily and eating a lot more than Urza. At one point, as you guys are enjoying this, as the feast has been going on, you notice a small group arrive, a contingent of hobgoblins, uh, most of whom are wearing chainmail. One uh, in the center of them is wearing half plate. Seems well maintained, or can tell even from here in his half drunken state. All of them having long swords and shields. The one thing that's a little bit off-putting about them is there are a few orcs around them that are kind of escorting them towards the ancestral hearts table. All of the hobgoblins are walking in near perfect step. There is definitely a military bearing about all of them. They pause, uh, like about 30, 40 feet away from the table of the Ancestral Hearts as the other orcs go and approach and seem to whisper in the ears of the Ancestral Hearts, who pause for a moment and kind of quietly start to get up from their table and walk over to this group of hobgoblins. And you see them begin to proceed away from the feast and back towards the main hall. How many of them were there? There were five hobgoblins. Could I read the mood of their interactions, see if there's any distress or anger or anything like that? How much have you been drinking? I had one full mug and slammed it down. Okay, make a constitution check for me. Seven. Make an insight check with disadvantage. As you're feeling tipsy. Total 18. The way the hobgoblins approached, you get a very, like, business-like sense to them. They are here for a purpose. No hostility, but it definitely we are here to do a job. We must discuss this job type of deal. I, I also want to try and like incite it, like after they've talked, just to see what kind of mood the uh, ancestral hearts have when they return, or just as they're being told. Go ahead and roll an insight check. That is a natural twenty for a total of twenty-six. Looking at them, kind of studying their demeanor. You get the sense from the Ancestral Hearts as they're uh, listening to the information that they seem pleased by whatever it is they heard. There's also a sense of, like, excited anticipation as they get up and walk with the hobgoblins to the main hall. Glasheth, do you guys often work with hobgoblins? The Ancestral Heart and the Fortuneborn work together several times. There has been a mutual understanding between our peoples. There are many times that we fought against each other to some wins on our side, some wins on theirs. But this was before the Nightmare Skull was the Orc Clan. (laughs) Since the Ancestral Hearts took over, we have brought all other clans under our arms, under our protection, so that they are all Nightmare Skull. Were the Ancestral Hearts waiting on some good news? Possibly. I do not know all the plans that they make with uh, the fortune-born. They tell us when we need to know, and they give us the jobs we need when we need to do them. But it's mostly, you guys are on peaceful terms with each other. Maybe not necessarily allies, but you're content with each other. We have agreements, yes. It is better than to continually fight and weaken one another than to be able to grow in our strength. 
Do you have any insight how the Fortuneborn views the champion? Possibly as a ally, possibly as a threat. I do not know the Fortuneborn. He rarely visits. Okay. Want to arm wrestle? Yes. <laughs> Go ahead and make a strength check. Thirteen. You start off and you clasp hands in the center and you start to push and push and she's holding, but her arm starts to bend back a little bit. Go ahead and make another strength check. Can I rage and increase that? Sure. You roll with advantage. Total of 20? She's holds and holds and holds and holds and holds. And actually this time she's holding really well considering how far her arm is bending towards the side. But as you push, she taps the edge of the table with her knuckle. <laughs> yeah, you see, as soon as her arm hits the table, she like leaps up from her chair, just like does almost like an, uh, a, a roar of frustration, grabs her mug, chugs it, and then hurls it. And then she just basically goes, good match. <laughs> <laughs> Did the ancestral hearts return back? Yeah, they eventually come back after a bit of time. Okay. How big are these kegs that have the ale in them? They're a few feet tall. Basically, I want to have like one of the wooden mugs in my hand and like drag a keg over to where Urzel is. You bring it over. There's initially like a couple of looks your way as you approach the ancestral hearts, but no one stops you. So I'll go ahead and kind of like raise a glass. And I noticed in your throne room, you have some very fine gems. I was wondering if you might be up for a contest of sorts. What sort of contest are you looking for? Aye, the most noblest of festivities contest. The drinking kind. And what kind of prize do you seek from my gems? Oh, I'd say maybe one of your nicer diamonds, something in the 300 gold range. Or a collection thereof them. Urza kind of looks between Urzel and you. Here. And she hands over her mug to you and puts it down. Use that one. I haven't drank all night, so don't worry. Very well. And uh, I'll hand uh, Urzel the mug that I had. It's like, so what do I get if I win? I suppose I can do some refurbishments on your arms and armory. For free of cost. I don't wear armor. I'm sure you have a weapon. Do you not? I mean, punching things is all fine and good, but there's something to be said for the blade of steel. Yes, my great axe works quite well. Aye, I can appreciate a good great axe. I can ensure that it's maintained to the best quality. You'll never see a finer polish than the one that I do. I don't quite think that's worth 300 gold worth of gems, though. Oh, then, well, what would you like instead? Your chainmail's very nice. Of course it is. I made it myself. You willing to risk it? Aye. I feel confident in my abilities. All right. Your chainmail. And he, like, plops his, his the mug you gave him down in exchange for some gems. Aye. All right. You pour both cups. He looks at his, without a second's hesitation, chugs it back. All right. I'll do the same. Go ahead and make a constitution saving throw. With advantage. Yes. Is a 16. You've been drinking a bit. He has too. And chug back and you feel it. You know, you're you're more used to the amount of ale that's in that. You're a little shaky on your feet. And he seems to be about the same. But you both chug it. And he goes, mm, again, another one. Aye. Can I see what they're doing? Yeah. I'd imagine this would be like drawing a crowd. A lot of people are watching. 
Oh yeah, I'm right there too. Chug, 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 chug. Not bad. I know you've been drinking tonight, so it's good to see you're still on your feet and not passed out in a ditch somewhere. And he holds his mug up to clink with yours. I'll, I'll do the same. And immediately he goes to chug it. So basically clink and chug. I will mimic the same. Go ahead and roll your constitution save. That is an 18. You're still holding your own, but so is he. As he chugs it down, he just shakes his head a little bit. Not bad. Not bad. Oric, right? Hey, my name's Oric of the Fireforge clan. We dwarves are renowned for our drinking prowess, but I don't need to tell you that. I haven't uh, gone toe-to-toe drinking with a dwarf before. This is quite interesting. Please, another! Another! So, again, he holds the mug out to clink against yours and goes to chug. Alright, I'll do the same. An 11. So, as he chugs, he is swaying heavily, but he seems to be staying upright. Auric chugs, starts to lean back, lean back, lean back. Try to grab his shoulder just so he doesn't, like, fall all the way back. I'm right there, too, so I'm also trying to help. Okay, so you guys both, like, catch him. Auric, you're the world spinning. <laughs> you feel it almost come back up, too. So he, he looks a little green, like he might be about to... Yeah, he looks like he's about to puke. Definitely going to turn him away from the ancestral hearts so he doesn't puke on their shoes. But the ancestral heart just remains standing. He's like, well, my friend, it looks like I win this bout of drinking. Big clap on your shoulder. Shakes your stomach a little bit. It was a good... Good attempt, my dwarven friend. I expect the armor in the morning once you've uh, sobered up a bit. No, oh, I, I pay my debts always on time, and I'll actually just start taking off the armor. I'll, I'll like hold it out like a battle well fought. He'll take the armor and just a battle well fought. Till the next one, then, my friend. I, I'll expect a rematch at some point. Maybe when you travel back through, if you travel back through. Quick question, Tony. When the Ancestral Hearts came back out, did the Hobgoblins come out and leave, I'm guessing? You saw them come out, but they went away. Okay, that's what I thought. Maybe, are there a couple orcs standing around that have been maybe keeping guard of us or anything? There's a few around that are just, you notice the two that initially brought you over seem to just not be like right on top of you, but staying near. And they also have not been drinking. They've been eating, but they haven't been drinking. Push the drunken dwarf in their direction. A little bit and be like, I think he needs to go to bed. Can you walk? Hey, my superior dwarven legs will take me there. As they start to, like, gesture you towards the main hall, you start to wander slightly off and then back and then... Yadimin guides my way. Just, like, be pointing off into the distance. (laughs) I'm just looking at him going, Wow. Oric, you are being escorted back to the main hall by one of them. You're brought in, and as you kind of, like, go into the room and all that, you kind of, you overhear him kind of mutter under his breath, when the voices get to him in the champion's domain. (laughs) And he walks out and leaves. I'll just find another orc that looks beefy, and I want to challenge him to an arm wrestling match. Like, I'm feeling good after beating Lasha. As I'm, like, looking around, I want to cast my totem. And I want it to be the uh, the bear. Temp hit points. Woo! Advantage on strength checks and strength saving throws while in the aura. Cool. So you have advantage on this check. 
So basically cast it while I'm kind of like looking around and then see like my next victim. And I'm like, yes. And then kind of waddle over and I'm like, yes. Go ahead and make your uh, strength check. 15. So grasped his his hand and then just whack slams it down. Like you catch him off guard and just you're in fury to slam his hand down. You kind of catch little snippets of conversation uh, around you from the orcs, like talking about you guys. Yes! One or two of them comment that they think Leuven might be too scrawny to last long in the realm of the champion. Leuven does not hear this. The dwarf might be a bit too unfocused, but you're strong. Maybe you can be okay uh, getting through. Some of the other orcs went crazy when they came back. By the way, as soon as I like let go of the other guy's hand, I'm gonna hold my hand up like any takers for another round if anybody decides to sit down. Go ahead and just in general one more time, roll another strength check with advantage. 12. You get a couple of rounds in where you're winning till eventually like someone just takes you down. Like your arm's starting to get sore and tired. And after two or three more wins, like this one female orc kind of comes up and just slams your hand down. After I lose one, I'll, I'll chug a thing and slam it on the ground and like one final drink. Roll one more con save. Twelve. You're still on your feet. Your vision is much, much hazier. Yes, yes. Good ale. Leuven, you being a little bit more cognizant, notice Elaine is like starting to jut her bottom lip out a little bit and speak a little like thicker, like she's accidentally mimicking some of the orcs. They're strong. <laughs> uh, say, Elaine, um, hey, I want to arm wrestle you. Let's go back to the bunk and and we'll, we'll, we'll do a round of arm wrestling. How, how about that? Leuven, your noodle arms are no match. <laughs> and I'm like doing the, the fist, like flex, like, Ur. bring it on. Probably if nobody else is, is stopping or, or being like, hey, more matches, then yeah, I guess I'll kind of waddle off. Eventually, no, you, you would get stop getting responses to matches. Your arm is also starting to get a bit tired, or rather, a bit numb. You're not really sure why, but you still feel energy. Worth it. As we're walking back in, though, I would just take one last glance around just to see, like, is Glasha still up and, and partying? Uh, her head is down on the table. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and then Ancestral Hearts are both still up at their, their seat. You see uh, Urzel is, like, head bowed a little bit. It's hard to tell if he's just resting or if he actually, like, passed. <laughs> he's just closing his eyes. He got real close to passing out with, with Auric there. Urza, meanwhile, looks very much aware of what's going on and kind of watches as, you, uh, as you're as you being escorted out and just does a slight, like, head bow of acknowledgement. And she does seem to sip a little bit. Yeah, I'd return it. Just, you know, a respectful, like, mm-hmm. And you are escorted back. All right, Leuven, you gonna arm wrestle me? Let's do this. Make strength checks. 12. That's a three. You're not injured, but you both kind of, you know, you get across from one of the, the cots that are there and put an arm on either side as uh, Leuven, uh, as you kind of, you're like, all right, you're ready to go. You've got this. Hands clasped with Elaine. Like the second you say, all right, ready, set, go. Your arm is flying like you half like slide off of your knees and like your arm and shoulder like slam against the, the cot. You're not injured, but you went down real yeah, fast. Yeah, and I'm immediately like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. I told you I'd break your arm. I'm sorry. 
my arm's not broken. Come on, give me some credit. I do a little flex with the sore arm. And, and that knuckle is also starting to show some bruising from the fist bump earlier. You'll hear in the other end of the room, <laughs> neuters. <laughs> <laughs> Against your will, probably even reach out and like cure wounds on you because I'm thinking I hurt you. Especially if I see that your knuckles are like bruised and bloodied or something. I'm like, no, I'm so sorry. <laughs> the bruising would lessen. But I assume unless you guys are doing anything specific, you are retiring for the evening for a long rest. Hey, Auric, uh, what was that all about? So you wagered your armor. What were you trying to achieve? Uh, I needed the shiny diamonds for the, the making of lifey. The shiny diamonds? Are there non-shiny diamonds? No, the, the sparkly ones. They make you come back to life. Oh, you can do revival now, right? You were talking about that. Yeah, okay, cool. So maybe in, in the morning, uh, we can, when we're, you know, not, woo, try and work something out with them. I, I need the sparkle rock. Okie dokie, and I, I faceplant onto my bunk. <laughs> you guys get your long rest, wake up the next morning. Uh, Leuven, your right arm in general is pretty sore. Elaine, so is yours. Worth it. It was numb last night. You're not completely sure how it went from numb to really sore. But otherwise, you guys are, are in good spirits. You wake up fine. Or if you would like, you can kind of adjust the other chain mail that you have and put it on. I don't know if I necessarily refurbished that one already or not. It's still technically damaged. Yeah. So can I just spend an hour this morning and bring it up to snuff? That's fine. Okay. I do remember whose, whose armor this is. This was the very first enemy you fought. Oh. The guy who ran away after trying to kill Nyssa. Mm -hmm. Ah, the orc leader. Yeah, the one who was slightly acid, slightly burned. So, I mean, are we in any, like, actual hurry this morning? The implication was, once you're up, you go. Yeah, like, don't dally around. Yeah, and you know if you leave in the morning, you can arrive at the border at night. I definitely want to, first thing... While he orc is working on the armor, I'm gonna try to meditate and reach out again. Okay. And I am going to make it a point to be like, so there's there's a thing that I was I was hearing th last night about voices and things, and I want to be like, hey, tell me about these voices. Go ahead and roll wisdom. Eighteen total. So you reach out and you get sensations of orc parties that have traveled, danger everywhere. You kind of see imagery of, like, plants that seem to, like, they're traveling through, you, you get a sense of, like, a, a path, kind of, heavy foliage, and you notice, like, this one tree that as you're traveling through the path, and then you turn and that tree's not there anymore. You travel some more and you notice, like, these thick vines that are around a particular trunk, and you travel past and you turn, and the vines aren't there anymore. Kind of giving you the implication that the plant life seems to move. You see, like, large bestial footprints in the dirt and a sensation of like thoughts but not your thoughts you get the sensation of like promises of stuff from whatever this voice is in their head most of the orcs that come back kind of like some of the, the party returns and four out of the five are like kind of shaking but overall seem okay one of them just seems to be nodding and you get a an image of this fifth member going up to uh, Urzel 
who seems to be in the image, and trying to fight Urzel and being killed. Okay. Real quick, Luvin, what are you up to? I am writing a letter this morning to my family. Being in back in a, a farming village has me just kind of nostalgic for home a bit. Okay. What are you telling them in general? Hey, um, it's some, something along the lines of, hey, it's been a while since we've really talked. Because he writes letters to uh, one of his sisters in particular, but not yeah. usually to just the family. And I'm, I miss you guys. I'm right now actually kind of in another agricultural area. And it just reminds me, we had a feast last night and it reminds me of some of the events that mom's been organizing lately. And I hope you all are doing well. Just so you know, this is where you can reach me and I'll get your messages as soon as I can in case I hadn't mentioned before. Something like that. Where can they reach you? Or just say, you can reach me through the Nabrasil network. Through the Nabrasil network, but I, I assume in the network you have to list a point, right? Where do you think you would be heading back? Back to the town where you got the quest? Last place that I was in that was within network uh, was Amankar, but this actually makes me think. I bet we got some stuff that we have to sort out in Asentheos. It's an amazing city. I'll write you a whole separate letter about that later. But maybe I can set up some correspondence there. I'm going to do my best. I'd love for you to be able to see it someday. So you write the letter, get it all set up, and attach it to the various other letters that remain unsent. Yes. Some of them you did send out, thankfully because of Nissa leaving, but you still have several that I know are in your possession. Anyone else doing anything else? After I, you know, get the information, I would just sigh heavily. Like, okay, so on top of the champion, on top of a portal, you know, spewing abyssal monstrosities of whatever, some of the orcs who have traveled into the champion's realm have heard voices. So we should be mindful of that if either of you have anything that can help prevent against that. But it might be something that we want to be wary of and check in repeatedly to make sure that none of us are getting any crazy ideas. Not so much a defense, but the tech magic could at least tell us uh, what's around in general, magically speaking. And maybe if we see some, some areas that are really just clustered, we avoid those. Yeah, about that. You, you guys know that I have been more able to commune with spirits and things, and I can get information, some of it not very clear, some of it not very helpful, but in this instance, we might be dealing with trees that move, like plant life that shifts, so it might be very difficult to travel through quickly. Well, Domine indicated that he might have a way of detecting where the portal is, so we can probably use that to our advantage Say we get to there, and we destroy the portal, we now have no waypoint to find our way away from, and getting out might be an issue. Well, we'll just try and do the best that we can, I guess. <gasps> Special plant life! I bet I can find elemental stuff for potions. Do not touch it, Luvin. It's not good. Nothing that is in this region we're going to is good. Well, Luvin being naive is like, well, are you sure? That seems a bit reductive. I mean, come on, come on, something. There's gotta be something. I'm not the best judgment of things and of, of actions, but I'm getting a very strong sense that we are walking into a very bad area. <sighs> You'll eventually hear like a rap on the wall uh, that's just outside the curtain. Good morning. 
it's one of the orcs from the night before. Seems a little tired, but otherwise, it's like, are you ready to depart? Would there be a chance we could speak one last time with the Ancestral Hearts before departing? Briefly, they are quite busy. You'll be escorted through the main hall chamber. Come. Did we have anything besides the Lamplin wool we wanted to ask about? I'm just going to kind of mention over as we're walking out. Oh, if we can, we should try and get some diamonds from... Some shiny rock. What? No. Sparkly rock. Diamonds. (laughs) We need diamonds. What are you babbling on about? More like what you were babbling on about, eh? And I give him a little nudge. I don't know what you're talking about. You sounded like a certified idiot last night. It was amazing. (sighs) I resent that remark. Resent it all you want, it's still true. I always have my faculties about me. Mm Mm-hmm. Sparkle rock. I'll ask for one of the sparkle rocks and see if they'll give it to me. And as I'm saying, just a big grin as I look to Orc, a sparkle rock. (laughs) 300 gold piece sparkle rock. Orc, if they say no, do not get upset. So by this point, you guys are arriving at that circular room. You see the ancestral hearts are by that table with several other orcs, and they seem to be discussing something in orcish in low tones. As you enter the room, they all turn to look at you. I will give a, a bow, you know, not breaking eye contact with Urza. Good morning. Thank you so much for your hospitality. Yes, I assume you are on your way to close this abyssal portal on the champion's lands. Yes, that is our intended next stop. However, I did have two, I guess, requests you could call them. One would be, what do you intend to do with the the wool I was using yesterday? And the other is, my good friend Oric here would like a, a diamond or a collection of diamonds in the chance that he needs to revivify us. Urzel kind of pipes in and just... <laughs> I assume that's what you then needed all those diamonds for. Aye. Well, I won your armor fair and square. Well, if you want, I'll resize it so you can actually wear it. I still don't see that as being worth 300 gold worth of diamonds. Well, in addition to actually fitting that chainmail for you, she's that great axe you have. Does it happen to be magical? Or is it just a quality steel? Do you want to test it and find out? I mean, I could inspect it for you. Not what I meant. I don't draw my axe unless I intend to use it. Aye. Very well. I was offering to create you a new one. How many orcs have you seen that charge into battle with two great axes? If you thought that you cast fear into the hearts of your enemies now, just imagine with two. Any orc can wield a single battle axe, but... Very few can wield two great axes. As you can see, the Holy Forge Company is here for all of your crafting needs. There must be something that you're interested in. And you can get this to me this morning. I I just need a few hours. Roll persuasion. Total of seven. We gave you the chance to rest here, to enjoy our food, and then move on. Believe it's time for you to move on. I appreciate the offer, however. When we come back through, if you'll have us, we'd love to maybe strike a different deal in the future. Yes, when you come back through, we'll talk more. Come along, Leuven. We'll be on our way now. Urza says, as far as the Lamplin wool, it is an interesting item that we might use to the benefit of our people. Well, thank you for again for your hospitality. I look forward to passing back through and perhaps 
partaking in another very enjoyable feast. Yes. Hopefully things will have... Things will go well in both of our favors over the next few days. Can I try to see what they're looking at on the table? Yeah, roll perception. Their bodies are partially blocking it, so... A 25. So there does seem to be some writing, and it seems like it's... There's, like, various uh, colored, like, dots and cross little markings, and it looks like some of the writings in Orcish and stuff like that. The way it's displayed, it looks like battle plans. From what's being drawn, it looks like only two forces are displayed. Again, the writing's in Orcish, so it's hard to tell. I will reach in and just present the two patches that were on the, the bodies that had been chained to the wall and been drained, and kind of just explain these were two of, I believe, the party that had been working with Rydat, and they were, for lack of a better term, drained. I don't know if you have a way of connecting with their spirits or if their spirits have been broken from their connection to this plane. Where was this at? In Neverhelm. The Lady of the Spirits' Land. Their spirits may be lost to me. But thank you for your aid in this. I appreciate the knowledge that these two did not make it. Then I would definitely give a bow and leave. <laughs> you guys are escorted off of the camp where Glasha seems to be patrolling actually along this edge, almost as if she was at least waiting to like see you off. And she just goes, well, um, your path will lead you straight west from here. That day's travel and you arrive on the champion's lands. Best of luck to all of you. Thank you. And then start trucking on to the west. So you guys begin your journey, travel along for a bit over an hour. Eventually you lose sight of the encampment behind you. You hear some rustling slightly from up and behind you, and you notice slowly descending from the trees, somewhat quietly, is Demi, who lands softly on his feet. I was wondering when you'd join us again. I apologize for leaving you there, but I wanted to remain close and hidden in case you needed an escape plan. Yeah... We had a great night. I'm glad things worked out in your favor. We'll fill you in. Did you see anything of note or anything like that? <sighs> several orc hunting parties, several deforesters, large ogres that were taking up roots of trees and seeming to try to construct various weaponry or buildings. For the most part, no. Tried to mostly avoid being seen. So that's why the foliage is so sparse here. Seems like they're trying to continue to craft and turn this place into a bit more civilized, I guess. But let's walk and talk. It's best not to remain stationary for too long. Yep. I would like to talk to Demean about like the voices and let him know, you know, we need to avoid the champion at all costs. You know, just basically fill him in on everything. Okay, so you're filling him in. He stays quiet and listens attentively throughout all of this. So I suggest then we use that final charge of that scrying crystal to see if he's there. If he is, we know we must move even quicker on his lands to get in, destroy this portal, and get out. What do you know about foliage that can move? Like trees and things that move seemingly of their own free will? Well, the abyss isn't exactly one of my areas of expertise. However, from what I know of the abyss in itself... The very nature is chaotic and breathes vicious life into everything around it. Here you notice predators hunt to eat and to survive. The creatures that would exist within the abyss do so for the fun of it. They are vicious 
and they are uncaring. Even the wildlife can be changed by its chaotic nature. Best bet is to simply avoid anything that might even remotely look dangerous. So my other concern, because Orc mentioned, you know, you have the ability to see the portal in a sense. I can detect its direction, yes. However, once it's destroyed, I'm trying to figure out what our best bet for having a quick escape route to get back to here would be. As if things are shifting and moving, we might not be able to track our own path back as easily as we hope to. It's true. He reaches into his vest and pulls out a small scroll and hands it over to you, Elaine. This is a spell that you will be able to cast more easily. It is Animal Messenger. Tell it to send a message to someone and follow it. It will go in the direction of that individual, and that is a way that you can find your way out. It's a good idea. Wouldn't it need to be a slow enough creature that we could follow it, though? Or you run. It's your call. There has been a slight change to my plans, however. I will not be returning with you once the portal is closed. Are you planning on staying in the champion's lands? No. I received a sending last night. There is a job I must do, and I must go to the abyss to do it. Are you thinking of going through the portal before it's closed? Is that what I'm hearing? We'll make sure the portal gets closed, and I will be on the other side. I thought we didn't even know if the portal itself was open. If the land is changed... The portal at least has opened, if not remains open. If there is no portal, then I have nothing else I can do on my end for this particular job. However, I have promised you a job with pay. He reaches in and pulls out a, a small bag. This is various diamonds. Usually I use to keep in case I can get to a cleric to keep me alive. And he tosses that over to you, Auric. I'll catch it. There are... Over 300 gold worth of diamonds in there. Hey, well, that'll work. That can be your initial payment. If you can report back to Amon Kar and the Nephany, or have them report to the Staff Federation from there, of what's happened here, they can give you a bonus to that. Will we need any kind of proof or insignia from you or written letter? Hold on to the bag. On the inside is a symbol of the Staff Federation. That will show proof that it is from me. Okay. And not to be insensitive about this, but isn't going through the portal kind of like a pretty sure way to die? Going through? No. On the other side is debatable. But I am quiet when I need to be, and I know what I need to do. My job is to help to deal with threats that happen in this realm. That is not your job. I hired you to help me close this portal. I still intend for you to do so if this portal is opening or opened. And so how do you plan to return back to this plane? Well, if I do my job well, I will have people come get me. In case I don't get to say so later, uh, best of luck. Thank you. As we are walking and getting closer to the edge of the region, I'm going to start keeping a very close eye out for small... for critters. Okay, roll perception. And I want to be keeping an eye out on the terrain to see if I can tell when it shifts. Also roll perception. 23. 7. Auric, it's very sparse, so traveling through it, you don't notice any real variation in the terrain. And Elaine, you're able to hear a couple of like little squirrels or something a ways off. Most of any prey type of animals in the area seem to be mostly trying to hide. Like, move in, grab some food, run and hide. Eventually, 
you do hear kind of more like guttural a little ways uh, ahead of you, just like this deep sounds of hunger. It's like blood kill. And it's ahead of us? It's ahead of you as night is falling. I would let the party know (laughs) there is something that way, something big, something hungry. I don't know what it is, but we definitely should be planning to take a break. Luvin can just set himself up an alarm spell to alert us to anything that may be coming by. I'm actually already starting to work on the casting as you're doing that. Damien pipes in. We can tuck away. I can create some foliage to hide our presence, if that helps. Alright, and we should probably set up some watches as well. I don't think we should all be asleep for the night, but... As long as we trade off every couple hours, we should be fine. And that's where we're going to leave the story today. Leuven reflects on this adventure in a letter to one of his pen pals. Two, Val, Remnaheim, Thessen Kingdom, Nebrasil Network Standard Shipping, from Leuven Cromdell. Eight, Left Nui, Year 322. Greetings, Val. Since you have a familiarity with extraplanar studies, I figured you'd get a kick out of where I am right now. Rumble Squad has been passing through the lands of two orcish guardians known jointly as the Ancestral Heart. At dawn, we are entering the lands of someone called the Champion. He seeks to open a portal to the Abyss, which is almost beginning to sound totally normal instead of existentially terrifying. Long story short, we've been charged with closing the portal before it's complete, but not before Domin goes through. I remember a line from the first speech draft you sent me, or that the network erroneously sent me, I'll spare you further gushing about how meeting you was such a happy accident. Anyway, there was this dwarvish turn of phrase that you used. The translation to elvish is awkward at best, but it converts more effectively to common. Roughly, you declared, beneath the bedrock of our understanding lives only our imagination, and therefore, our horror. We must take care, lest the ground swallow us whole. I struggled with understanding it at the time. I could only think of it in a more literal sense of not letting the evil in the world physically destroy us, but now it's so clear to me that you had intended a dual meaning. You were also highlighting the need for us to continue moving forward despite our fear of the unknown. I've had my own imagination literally weaponized against me, and it would behoove me not to use it against myself too. I just need to push my misgivings aside and do what needs done. I'll let you know if the ground doesn't swallow me whole. Your friend and confidant, Leuven. Thank you all for listening. Please share this with your friends and follow us on Twitter at RulesIsWritten, or check out our website, dndraw.com, and feel free to email any questions to me at dm at dndraw.com. Also subscribe and leave us a review or comment anywhere podcasts are found. Please check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash dndraw, and I hope to see you all next time in the world of Ostia.